Hello, I'm Rebecca Dale. I'm a life coach for women, energy healer, yoga and meditation teacher and podcaster. I'm your gal for all things self-development, self-belief, empowerment, self-love, healing and thriving and I'm so excited to be bringing this podcast to you. This is a space where I'll be bringing guest experts to you from the wellness, spiritual and self-development world and where you'll be able to take so much value from the conversations we have here. Enjoy! And welcome to the Rebecca Dale Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rebecca Dale Show. I am so excited today because I have one of my dear friends with me, Melody Lubin. She is a feminine embodiment coach, and she is here to share with you all of her goodness and wisdom today. Hello, my love. Welcome. Hi Rebecca, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I am very excited, almost too excited. Like I'm wriggling in my seat. I'm like, oh, there's some, there's something going on. Like something needs to move. Um, so Melody, introduce yourself to everyone. Let them know what it is that you do, what it is that you're here to do, here to share. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Um, hello, listeners. My name's Melody. I am a feminine embodiment guide. I work in realms of sacred sexuality and I'm in full service and devotion to the feminine and to truth. Um, and truth is love. So I'm in service to love. But I guess my biggest mission on this planet is to really guide and assist women and men to have a relationship with their physical body. Um, I really want to be a permission piece for people to reconnect with their sexuality and express themselves sexually and just have normalize um, the stigma around sexual conversations and just kind of bring sexuality back into the mainstream because we're all doing it, Mm -hmm. you know, and can't we all just do it well? Um, and I guess my mission on this planet, and it kind of just keeps refining and refining and gets stronger and stronger, um, but is to assist people in creating safe experiences, safe ways to open their bodies and experience what it feels to have true intimacy and connection and like see all the ways that we block ourselves from revealing the true essence of who we are so yeah I guess that's kind of like a longer winded um introduction of who I am and what I do but yeah I'm just in service to truth and I really desire everybody on this planet to live in full expression of themselves Mm, my brain was going (laughs) off there like with everything that you said and that was like such a beautiful introduction and there's so many like pieces that I would love for us to like bring forward and talk about more I think the first thing that jumped out for me as you were talking is um, it's not something that I talk an awful lot about or have talked an awful lot about as of yet Um, but I think it would just be good to kind of you, you said that you're in service to like the feminine just to kind of define what that actually means um yeah yeah if you if you can in your own in your own way Yeah, beautiful. That's such a beautiful question. Um, So my experience with working with feminine and masculine energies is that 
everybody on this planet has access to both of these energies. It's not gender specific. I'm not feminine. You're not feminine. A man isn't masculine. We both have access to these two pieces. And my experience with working with the feminine is the feminine is the body. So for me, I experience masculine as consciousness and the feminine is the body and within the body I believe that there is the truth and I believe that the more that everybody on the planet has a deeper connection to their body that's like heart that's emotions that's like the feeling of existence right so yeah my experience of the feminine is this emotional body Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we'll 100% get into like the emotional body in just a second. But another thing that um, as you were speaking just there, it's like, it nods a lot to um, how I would describe this, like living in the mind, isn't it? In, in the, in the way that society has like been created over centuries is that we have found out because thousands of years ago there was you know before we developed that front part of the brain the the logical part of the brain we did live off like the limbic part of the brain the feeling part didn't we and like and this isn't bad it's just like to give people context but in order for us to like develop as society that logic in I guess intellectualizing part of the brain developed but then what that's ended up doing is it's like kind of tipped the scales, hasn't it? So it's brought us kind of so much into the mind and very out of the body. Yeah, exactly. And I guess it's just like a way of where we're living from. So like masculine living would be logic and thinking and it's ration and reason. And it's like, I'm doing this thing because it makes sense for me to be here at that time and then follow this and then get this there. And then feminine living is like, this is what I feel like I'm either following my intuition or I'm following the fact that like, I don't have the energy to show up in that way. Where masculine is like, I said I would do this and so I'm going to follow through mm. you know so very different ways of living and they're both totally valid and you actually need both of them to function in society and I believe in deep union and I believe in deep union of self and of these two energies but like you said we're very society is very masculine dominant so therefore my service is to the feminine so that we can kind of create a deeper balance and how um, um, I have an idea because obviously we've known each other for a few years now, but how did you step into this work? What was like the journey and what would you say like the before? And I know it's not necessarily an after because it's always ongoing, but mm. I would love for you to share a bit about that with everyone. Yeah, cool. So um, Rebecca and I actually know each other from our previous lives, I would say. Um, we used to work at a spin studio together and we lived in London, which is like a very masculine and energetically masculine based way of living. It's very fast paced. We're moving from place to place. Um, and the job that we did was also very masculine. And mm -hmm. What was really beautiful about where we worked was there was 
so for me I had like my spiritual awakening I guess at the end of 2015 and then I really started to drop into my heart and bring a lot of like those spiritual and heart-based teachings into boom cycle Mm -hmm. and I really tried to um create that acknowledgement of having a deeper experience than just this like physical exercise thing I was like there's more to it this like there can be huge emotional releases like you can actually feel into your body and tap into something Mm -hmm. and I guess like that was the beginning I was going to yoga classes I was going to pilates and just like really feeling into my body and knowing that there was this like an endless world of so much stuff there you know like I would go to spin classes and I would just have huge emotional releases because I was so tapped in and dropped into my body that like all this grief would pour out of me or this sadness or this ecstasy or whatever was alive it was like a full transcendental experience you know Mm -hmm. um and then I went down the path of energy healing and I was suffering from IBS for a really long time and within like three sessions of Reiki healing that had completely cleared and I don't know my I was just following these threads that were taking me to this understanding that there was something bigger than me um and that energy was real and like emotions exist and all this kind of stuff and yeah that was my path for a really long time and I was really actually just exploring the heart and like the upper chakras I guess Mm -hmm. uh and in 2018 I found this school that I wanted to train with and I trained with them in 2019 in Bali called Wild Grace Movement and that's actually been a big foundation of my training um I've done a lot of like tantra workshops in London, in Guatemala, in Mexico, whilst I was traveling and all these kind of things. And then um, that was kind of the piece that took me deeper into the lower part of the body and really like brought the heart and the sex together. And and what is that? Like, because mm. um, obviously you and I, um, we've both kind of explored that, but I know you mentioned like living living up top in these higher energy centers but what is that for you that how would you describe getting into the lower chakras is yeah cool so I feel like when I was really living in my heart I'm always living in my heart but when I was exploring these um these higher chakras and I was going to things like Kirtan and having Reiki and it was very like this light Mm. um, awakening if that makes sense and then I had to do this full descent into the body where I'd fully neglected all these denser emotions basically and I think with regards to kind of spirituality or consciousness you can have this awakening where you're kind of again I don't know if this is too Uh, full-on but like have this experience where it's very love and very light right Mm -hmm. and then come down and you actually have to deal with the grief and the Mm -hmm. shame and the sexuality parts of yourself that you've completely disconnected from because society doesn't allow us to have a full sexual expression and I guess that's what was my journey was like doing all the heart stuff and starting to see life as this um, 
beautiful majestic thing so that I had that capacity to then drop down and actually deal with grief deal with shame deal with anger like all these suppressed parts and it's not just suppressed of myself it's suppressed out of society right like it's not acceptable for us to be angry we're not allowed to feel our grief you know and I think with spirituality but not even spirituality just like everyday human we are bypassing those denser emotions because we're sold this falsity of like life's good and it's super positive and oh it's so easy just to be happy why why can't we always be happy so we're always chasing this and putting on this facade of what we're feeling like life should look like and we're suppressing all this density. And that was such a big part of my journey was to be like, actually, let's get real. And there is so much grief that I have not felt. And there is still so much shame that I am I'm shaming myself for feeling emotion, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, does that give a bit more clarity? 100%. And I was like, let's get real, let's feel. And I remember like a, a few months ago, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I guided... Um, like my first group container which was um called balance which was when I was teaching more yoga and it was like this exploration into the chakra system and for those people who um who aren't familiar with the chakra system the chakra system is essentially like the seven energetic centers that live in live in our body and um the the energetic body essentially encompasses everything else so the health of your uh, health that you have physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, and so the the work of the chakra system is relevant to like your overall well-being. But specifically when we're looking at emotions, like and when you're looking at the lower chakras, um, they relate to like the emotions that we would perhaps um put in the category of bad, right? And it's like, and this that's the thing we kind of I remember saying this so often and I say it quite frequently. I have to say it to myself frequently because there's so much like conditioning that we've all got, but it's like the most human thing that we, the, the sorry, the thing that makes us human is our capacity to feel, isn't it? Yeah. And it doesn't matter like whether that's a, a good feeling in quotes or a bad feeling. It's like, whatever you are feeling is human and and we just kind of need to move away from the categorization of um of good and bad of like they might be uncomfortable and it's like of course if something bad happens and you're absolutely distraught um that was not necessarily going to feel nice but it's in the suppressing of it isn't isn't it where it gets problematic Yeah, 100%. I love that you've spoken to this. Like, such a big part of my journey was removing the shame around feeling emotions. And I was actually experiencing grief today. And I was taking myself through a ritual that I do. And I was experiencing deep grief and just like wailing on my bed. And there is like, such purity and beauty in the experience to know that I'm able to feel at such deep capacity you know I'm like I'm alive because I am feeling so much grief and like removing the shame from the set of 
of feeling sad actually allows me to experience the beauty of what it feels like to feel that grief mm-hmm. you know and it's just like our association with these sensations and that's all it is right it's sensation and then we label it good bad ugly wrong right like it's actually just the human experience and being able to see the beauty in the grief but also the un, the deeper uncomfortable sensations like shame and being like okay cool what is this teaching me like okay I'm holding shame around something what is it teaching me how can I turn that shame and like transmute that into alchemy yeah. or the lesson and being like okay cool I feel shame around something that I did well actually this is just teaching me that there's a part of myself that I'm not loving and accepting yet mm-hmm. and I also love that you spoke to the chakra system and just like how when you really understand the chakra system and these emotions that take place in the root and the sacral and the solar and the heart and the throat and the third eye and the these kind of things also just like the frequency of these emotions that you're feeling so for example shame and guilt are the two densest emotions that we can feel and they're actually stored right at the lower base of the body you know like you don't feel shame in your crown that's not possible your crown is like this expansive feeling but when you start to really tune into your body and then tune into the energetics of the emotion you can actually feel where it's stored in your body and like move it through your body from that space Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just yeah it's fucking it's powerful I don't know if I'm out oh my god of course (laughs) you can yeah um so this is where I want to segue to actually because this has been like um you know this has been the body of work that we have actually done together that you have guided me through but interestingly um it's coming full circle for me currently because like as you know I was a dancer like all of my life and like most recently I think from doing the work with you and then you know the transition that I've made and you know and the pivot that I've made recently from yoga into being a coach it's like really alive for me at the moment of like um I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a de. it kind of is a deconditioning process because as a dancer from being like two and a half it was very much about like aesthetic and like especially if you if you're in things like uh, ballet which I did it's like things have to look a certain way for them to be right but also there is this um feeling that is very alive for me in that I am able to relate to how incredible it is to move through dance through and essentially it's it's being in the feminine right and that I mean there's so much that's like popping off in my mind right now and like that differentiation between like moving um in in how I would define it is like moving um with from the masculine is like what I would say is like when we used to spin all the time or um or like when you're going to the gym to tick it off the to tick it off the to-do list and it's like you're getting your body to do something for you in order to achieve a goal whatever that may be whereas when you're moving from the feminine you can still do those things but moving from the feminine is like I'm doing this because I want to feel because I want to be present because I want to be with my body and this is where I guess I want to bring all of this together that we've been talking about in terms of um transmuting these 
denser emotions, these feelings through your work that that you um, that you do, and how we can do that. Yeah, cool. So I guess what I'll speak to is like with regards to movement and just regards to anything, my perception of the masculine and the feminine is that masculine tends to be quite goal orientated. And I guess with fitness that aligns as well, right? In sexuality, it's the same, but like in fitness, it's like, okay, cool. The masculine part of me that wants to lift a certain weight or change my body in some kind of way like that's very goal orientated I'm going to run this amount of distance you know Mm -hmm. and then the feminine essence of moving is like inquiry of what's alive it's like the current that's in the body and it's like okay cool I'm not actually if I was to go and sit down on my mat or like in my bedroom and say, I want to connect to my sexuality, that's a feminine practice with also a desired outcome. But actually, can I just go and sit in my mat or sit in my bedroom and just listen to what's alive in my body and move through that? And honestly, about 95% of the time, I will come back to sensuality and sexuality because that's like the feminine essence, right? Yeah. But if I sit down and I move through grief and if I move through anger and if I move through softness or whatever it is, that's the feminine. It's like what's alive and what's true. And then the masculine is like I want to feel this so I'm going to make that yeah with you and like and I I just want to um nod back to like this like um understanding like what the the feminine essence and and the reason that we are describing it as that is because the feminine is very much related to like the sacral chakra really Mm -hmm. that the sacral chakra being that of water um, and literally it's like your emotional world isn't it so when it comes to like sitting with sitting with what's alive or what you're feeling it's literally you are sitting with that energy and mm. that's why that's what kind of bubbles up to the surface um mm. there is something as well there around um it's going back it's uh, going back a moment where where you were talking about like your own experience today of moving through moving through some grief and I just wondered if you would be happy to like share what that process felt like what it looks like as well um I think that that would be so interesting for people to hear actually what like I know we're like kind of getting into the process and like what was the what was the end result melody but I just think that it would be so interesting for people to um to hear about the journey that you move through when you're stepping into like you know a a practice to move through grief yeah 100% so it was actually it was such a like it was such a beautiful unfolding of events so part of um connecting with the feminine is like deeply connecting to your intuition and men and women I feel one of their biggest battles is like learning to trust their intuition you know it's like we have this knowing or we hear this voice or however it's showing up for you and it's like we just want to second guess it because our mind has like a better or different or desired outcome right so that's definitely like a huge part of connecting with the feminine essence and 
Yeah, I, this morning I was listening to a podcast and um, it was to do with sexuality. And um, for a little while now, I've been wanting to reach out to an ex-lover and just share, thank him basically for our deeply healing experience that we had together. And I, this morning I did it and I've been wanting to do it for ages and I sent him this really beautiful message and he sent a really beautiful message back. And so much healing can happen in those spaces. Anyway, I came home after I'd been on this walk and I sent him this message and just my intuition was like breast massage. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went and laid down on my bed and I've got this really beautiful breast massage oil and the breast is the physical manifestation of the heart. So we hold a lot of energy and emotions in the tissues of the breasts. And it's really, it is really important as a female, not just for like medical reasons, but also emotional reasons to ha be checking your breasts and connecting with your breasts regularly. And this has been a huge part of my practice and has opened me up massively. Anyway, I was not expecting to grieve at all. Like I had, I was not feeling sad, wasn't feeling sad. I was actually feeling quite happy and open. And I went and I laid down and I just started working my, with my heart, working with my chest, working with my breasts and the deeper that I dropped in the more sadness I started to feel and it was just like bubbling and bubbling and bubbling and I was not expecting it you know like I was not expecting it and then as this was just continuing this sadness and sadness coming and then just I had an image of my ex-lover come through and I just like wailed and it just opened and it cracked and yeah I just started grieving the openness that I was able to experience when I was with him was something that I've never experienced before with anybody else. And I guess I was just grieving that, that connection and that experience. And I think one really important thing to acknowledge with grief is like, sometimes it doesn't have to be anything and we don't have to know what it is. We just need to let it move through us. Um, and I think for any females that are listening, connect with your heart, like connect with your breasts. It's literally the physical manifestation of the emotion that sits there. And when our heart is stimulated, so for females, the heart is the positive pole. And when we stimulate through our heart, the lower part of the body can actually open and soften. So during sexual experiences and whether that's by yourself or with partners or in conversation if your heart is closed your body is going to remain closed and actually having this stimulation here allows the rest of the body to open and move through um so yeah I guess my process was just taking myself through this breast massage and just being so deeply present you know like we're not very often present with ourselves in that deep tenderness and in that deep softness and it is just amazing what happens when you you know that feeling when you go to a session and you somebody's holding space for you and you just crack like we have the ability to do that for ourselves it's just about being deeply present with ourselves um yeah so that was my process I just felt really, really touched as you were talking there. And it's such a reminder of like, and I guess going back to that intimacy that you were talking about right at the beginning is like one of the threads that comes through in your work. And it's like that ability to have intimacy with yourself. And like, that is so important. Like, and you know, I, I harp on about this all the time, but like, you know, the capacity that we're able to love others 
should also be the capacity that we're able to love ourselves, if not more, because it's from this well, as in from me, that the, that the love can pour, isn't it? Like, and it's, and just, just being able to, um, I would say, I can't, I can't explain how deeply healing it has been for me personally um like through my journey but also seeing it even in in like you and in and in other friends who have like been in this work how amazing it is to see someone be soft with themselves and like to be able to and and I, I have like people reflect back to me sometimes at clients like you hold your heart a lot don't you and I'm like yeah like <laughs> yeah I, yeah I hold my heart a lot because I have de- just developed that relationship with myself now where I'm like oh this is this is me hi like and it, and it's so strange that up until a few years ago I did I wasn't I wasn't doing that you know I was like just just functioning through life and then and it, and it's just to to me the grief comes from an that awareness that lots of people are moving through life in that way too it wasn't just me it wasn't just you like there are lots of us that are moving all the way through our lives just with that like destination goal focused and then in 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 the interim there's no like tenderness there's no there is no intimacy there's no acknowledgement of the actual experience that you're having a hundred percent when I was talking about like the beauty of the grief, what yeah. makes it so beautiful is that I'm able to be with it, right? Yeah. And like you're able to give yourself the tenderness and give yourself the experience of it as opposed to like trying to shut it down and move away from it. It's like the beautiful, the beauty of it is that I get to be with it mm-hmm. and I get to experience it and I get to like let it move through me in every single way and that's what makes it beautiful. Yeah. Um, there is one thing that I um that I feel like really like really called for us to talk about um because I think that um yeah I just think that it's really important like you mentioned at the start you there was intimacy but also safety and mm-hmm. I just wondered if you could speak around like safety as that relates to sensuality and feeling and sexuality and being able to unlock all of what we are talking about right. Yeah, this is such a big topic and it's such a like necessary uh, necessary conversation. Mm-hmm. And what I guess I'll say about it first off is that my belief is that it's our individual responsibility to find a way to create safety for us to experience intimacy. Um, it would be unfair for me to unconsciously walk into any kind of experience and expect a man or a woman to hold me so that I feel safe. Like that's not safety. That's putting my safety in somebody else's hands. And that's not empowerment. That's not like being a powerful human. What's powerful is for me to know what makes me feel safe. And I think that ex- first off is like nervous system work, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are 
a hyper-aroused society. We need high sensation to experience any kind of sensation because we're numb. So where a lot of us are experiencing like these high sensation, high arousal, intimate states, like even with ourselves, like if we're going to talk specifically about sexuality, but we don't even need to talk about sexuality, but say we are, like, and we look at the term masturbation, yeah. That is such a like clitoral stimulation, like fast up and down movements on your cock. Like it's yeah. not, there's so much high sensation that we need to actually feel something. And we're so used to that, that when we try and slow down, we just disassociate you know like somebody tells you to slow down and you're thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch but if you're having this high sensation experience you're like feeling it um so safety nervous system work is like slowing your nervous system all the way down bringing it into this parasympathetic state which is the state that we experience healing mm -hmm. so when we're living in a sympathetic state this is the hyper aroused state and when we slow right down and we can do that through breath we yeah. can do that through movement we can do that through sound breath is the most powerful way to drop yourself into that state if you close your eyes and if you just take a couple of deep breaths you're slowly going to start to unwind mm -hmm. um and that's the healing state and so coming into that state to start with nervous system work and then knowing what you want and what you don't want being able to say yes or no boundaries are a huge part of being able to create safety like how can i feel safe if i can't say no mm -hmm. How can I feel safe if when something's happening, I cannot say this doesn't feel good for me? Yeah. And this is not just, again, this is not just in intimacy. This is in every single scenario, you know, in life. Like, how can I feel safe in my job if I can't tell them what I need to feel valued? You know, like all these things. Um, so boundaries is a massive thing, knowing what your yes and no is, knowing what you like, get to know yourself, get to know your body, like what actually feels good. Do I feel safe, like having somebody's hand around my neck or does that create stress in my body? And for some people it feels amazing and that's great. And then for a lot of people it doesn't, and that's mm -hmm. also fine, but it's like, what, what am I what are my boundaries and what are my edges and where am I overriding myself? Mm. And I think like we've spoken about, we're not really taught um, because we're experiencing these high sensation experiences. We're high on drugs. We're drunk, you know, like that's how most of us are having sex, right? It's mm. not like conscious and sober and, it's usually an escapism mm. and that's where we're learning from. And because we're having these experiences, we're actually having experiences of deep unsafety and we don't know, you know, like we're just kind of going along with whatever feels like whatever the porn is showing us and like yeah. however they want to have sex with us is what we're doing. And that's not safe because that's not, it's not empowered. It's not like, oh, I'm choosing this. It's just like, oh, that's meant to feel good, but it actually doesn't feel that great in my body, but I'm just going to let it happen anyway. Mm -hmm. And so much of my work over the last three or four years has been like so much grief because of the amount of times that I just abandoned myself and abandoned my truth. Yeah. you know, It's like, I'm just doing this thing and 
it's just traumatizing my body. It's I'm so addicted to the hyper arousal state and most of the sex that I was having was re-traumatizing my system because it was high sensation. There was no parasympathetic. It was full sympathetic. It was like aggressive. It was high sensation. It was high risk, like lots of like pain points and trigger points. And there was an element of pleasure. And now if somebody was to come at me with that, I am so deeply sensitive that my entire body will control contract you know and I think that's the point is that we are such sensitive beings that we have no idea how sensitive we are until we slow down to allow ourselves to feel it absolutely like it's in the it's in the stillness isn't it it's in it's in the pause it's like that yeah that that I think we're afraid of a lot of the time and I think like you know, a lot of what you were saying is it's so mirrored in in what we see in life. Like the way that we are um, in our sexual in our sexuality is is totally mirrored in what we see in every other facet of our lives. And the thing that like like chimed through for me there, like the biggest piece was around like doing something because we're told or we we believe that that's the right thing to do mm. um it's totally fucked because yeah. if even the person like what's so ironic about this is that it's, I think and I, I I it's tricky to speak from this other than have been like the woman in a man woman encounter but I just think about like even even though I have been that person that's just gone along with it, even though potentially would be uncomfortable, that person who I'm going along with, they probably don't even know. If it's They're kind of going along with what they think is right too. Like everyone's just going along with what they think is like how things should be done versus like how, what do I actually want? And this is like, this is why it happens in jobs. Oh, well, I'm supposed to just have a sensible job and make some money, but I feel absolutely shit every day and I come home crying because that's what society says that I should do. Or I'm supposed to stay in this relationship or I'm supposed to get married or I'm supposed to have kids by this point. Or um, do you know what I mean? It's just like... It, it just plays out. I just want to kind of give those examples of how they play out in, in other parts of life because we cross our own boundaries all the time, all the time. And it's, and it's unconscious. Like it, it is completely unconscious. But I guess just to kind of conclude this, what would you say? And this is something that I'm kind of thinking on right now. What do you think is the cost? What is the cost of all of this? Because, like, as I'm talking about it, like, I can feel myself getting like, oh, this is so wrong. This is so bad. And, like, I feel something in in my body. But a few years ago, I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't even have known. I wouldn't have even been aware, you know? So yeah. what would you say the cost is of all this, Melody? Um, the cost 
So first off, the common thread and yeah. the thing that actually brings us to all of this is the disconnection to self. Yeah. Like if you're connected to yourself, you know what your soul purpose is. If you're connected to yourself and you're going to a job every single day that you absolutely hate, your body is going to you're not going to be able to stand it. It's like having a conversation with yourself, somebody. And if you're connected to yourself, you're able to tune into whether you're enjoying it or faking it, you know, whether you're just having the conversation or not. And I think like one thing that really came up for me when you were speaking was just like our usage of mobile phone for mobile phones for example is the thing that takes us out of presence right and like one of the biggest things with the work that I share and like the work that so much of people like desiring connection share is this presence piece and there's nothing more unwavering than somebody being deeply present with you and like seeing through all of your shit that's going to make you crumble in every way right and we're so used to having a conversation and then picking up our phone and going for coffee and somebody leaves to go to the toilet and then you just pick up your phone like we're so fearful of actually being with ourselves and actually just like sitting for a moment without any kind of distraction mm -hmm. and my belief is like the deeper connection we come into ourselves the deeper connective experiences in everything we can have right I can sit here with you and I can see that there's energy moving through your body because I feel it energy moving through my body mm -hmm. right and that's like what connection is and I guess the cost of all of this is just like abandonment of self and abandonment of truth and within that separation like that's the cost of all of these things is separation it's like the more we get further away we are from ourselves the further away we are from our truth and our truth is the truth mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah like, yeah I believe the cost is separation yeah while we're having disconnective sexual experiences while we're having disconnective romantic experiences while we're having disconnected work experiences like oh you know, just going to a job for nine hours a day, a job that you absolutely despise. It's like, what and why? why? Yeah. yeah, like what and why? And I understand like the need for safety and security and financial, like I understand it. And underneath that, there is a yearning inside of you that wants more from life. So please take the time to explore what that is and go to your job for nine hours a day and come home for three hours and sit with the thing that you love and let it grow, mm -hmm. let it grow. And that's in like everything. It's in relationships and sexuality. It's in work. It's just like living your purpose and living in truth. And it is available to every single person on the planet. It's just about like nurturing that thing, nurturing it nurturing it and the I the thing that just popped in as well like absolutely like the the abandonment and separation and then actually I think as well it's like the cost is not it to me anyway it's like not fully being alive like life is not supposed to be like awful and I find myself like you know I'm like do, you know, am I being flippant? Like I, I literally shared something like yesterday that was like, if it doesn't make you feel good, ditch it. And I'm like, yeah, 
because I think that that's my turn of phrase and perhaps that's coming from a place of having experienced like a chunk of years which was like literally nearly like took my mental health it was horrendous and having such darkness where where perhaps now I, I'm like a little bit more like fuck this like no and it, and it comes from a place of like um I'm not prepared to experience anything that I like that doesn't make me feel good anymore um but I think that like it can be given for even the smallest things like the small smallest like menial tasks that you do like that you do in the day like reduce them if they don't make you feel good like bring magic into the mundane yeah yeah it's like get rid of the shit that you don't want to do and then the things that you do and you like have to do and need to do can you bring magic into it can you make it exciting can you make it into ritual can you make it intentional like cooking your food for example like how much can you be there and make an experience as opposed to just throwing things together Mm. and I think like what we're this like numbing thing of going to this job for nine hours and then going out on the weekends and looking for this high sensation experience. And like, we're just so emotionally numb. And the more magic we can bring into the mundane, the more kind of like excitement and pleasure and sensation and all these kind of things is available to us. I'll give you an opportunity because this conversation, I don't know about you, but it's just been fire and I feel like we could have like a whole other one. Maybe we'll do an Instagram live or something. Um, but I, um, the thing that I think all of this is coming back to is the heart, isn't it? And that like the, the connection, it's like if all of us, um, and you know, at the end of the day, even if you are exploring what it is that your soul desire is, like ultimately the more people that are that are soul-led, that are living from like actually what I want to do and what I desire to do, and the more people that are lit up, it, it has this ripple effect. And we know that because, like, from, you know, just from, you know, kind of we, we, we stepped into this at a similar time, this, this work at a similar time, and it's like we inspired each other at different points and, and then that's had an, uh, an effect on the people that were our friends and those friends, and it, and it goes out and out and out. And it all just comes back to connection whether that's like connection with yourself yeah actually it's probably that first and foremost isn't it yeah 100% connect to yourself yeah and the deeper you connect like the layers that you continue to drop of yourself and kind of get to know yourself deeper and connect to your body connect like connect to your heart remove the mask heal the trauma like all these things the deeper then you're able to have these connections with other people and it was really beautiful that you said like it's all about coming back to the heart because just this week I had this download of just like Every single thing that we do is heart initiation. You know, it's like, ah, we, 
my experience is that sometimes when I'm relating with somebody else, I'm like, oh, I'm having heart initiations. But actually every single moment of every single day is a heart initiation because it's like, can I choose love or am I going to choose separation in mm-hmm. everything? That's with myself. It's with conversations. It's how I'm showing up for my business. It's how I'm making a cup of tea. Like, am I going to choose it? Am I going to pour love into this tea or am I just going to unconsciously just, you know, like how much can I live from here and just be in here and everything that I do brush my teeth from here you know like every single do thing I do it be from this place and we're constantly having heart initiations because we always have the choice to do something from like the ego and the places that want to block us and want to restrict us from experiencing connection and tell us we're not good enough and all these things or am I going to come back to the essence of who I am yeah yeah, and let that be that that be the challenge, like every I'm single day. <laughs> when I, you know, like everything, I'm gonna be after this. I'm gonna be going downstairs and making my coffee from my heart. <laughs> like, yeah. let it be, let it be that because wouldn't that be incredible? Like to do that as I don't know, like to do that as a challenge, like for oh my, I don't know, like my brain's popping off now. It's going all sorts of places, but. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I mean, like magic to the mundane. Yeah. It's like practice it, practice it, and it's like the sun rises and the sun sets every day. How many of us are actually sitting and watching the fucking majestic thing that rises and sets every day, and like experiencing that? And my life is created so that I'm able to do that. But am I able to bring that same magic? into every single moment of every single day you know like how much more devotion can I put into my workspace so that people receive it you know like this isn't just like some joke that I do this work for like this is my soul this is my heart so why am I not putting where is there is there more Mm -hmm. yeah oh my goodness me Melody this has been amazing um for Everyone that's listening, um, how can they find you? What have you got going on at the moment? Um, Please let everyone know. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Um, I'm Melody Lubin on Instagram, and that's the best way to find me and my writings and my message. Um, And my website is melodylubin.com, and I run four-month one-to-one Uh, mentoring programs called the returning which is all about like a full landing back Rebecca actually journeyed it it's changed since then completely but Mm -hmm. um, when I first did it Rebecca ran uh, went through it with me but it's a full um, landing back into the physical body reclaiming sexuality moving through shame reconnecting with the heart and the pussy and building this intimate relationship and I also run a eight-month group program called The Opening, which is all about after you land back into the physical body, just like peeling back the layers of the ego and the masks and basically leading a full feminine-led life. Yeah. Uh, amazing. I'm going to put all of that info in the show notes as well so people can find you with ease. Um, but thank you so much for this I've loved it I'm sure everyone listening has loved it too and I love you so much Um, thank you love thank you thank you so much for listening today I'm so grateful to you for being here 
If you loved today's episode, what would be amazing is if you could leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you want to connect with me more, you'll find me on Instagram at underscore Rebecca underscore Dale, where you'll find all the ways that we can work together at the link in my bio there. I love you so much and have a gorgeous rest of your day.